on with um, Ashley Collins here. He is in Smart Fitness. Um, currently work just myself. Um, I'm going to see what his take is on living in Dubai, being a personal trainer, um, clients, everything um, he's experienced being here. Um, so he'll give you a little bit of um, understanding of where he's been before, um, his background, and then we'll go from there. So over to you, big man. Hello, you right. Um, so I've been in Dubai just over a year now. I moved um, from Saudi Arabia. I was over there doing uh, working for fitness, working in fitness and a personal trainer for uh, one of the oil companies over in Saudi Arabia. Um, and I moved over here in January last year, so been here just over a year. Um, what, I've, what I've noticed straight away being in, working in the Middle East, um, as opposed to when I was working fitness in London is that definitely over here um, the primary reason that people should be training over here is because a lot of people in the Middle East when you look at the uh, the population there is a, there's a big epidemic of um, lifestyle related disease over here due to inactivity and sedentary lifestyle um, but it seems that it takes that aspect uh, takes a back seat but what takes the driving seat is the fact that people want to train just to look good and not actually look after their health, so they're more interested in superficial things, which it makes no difference to a personal trainer yeah. in terms of a, in terms of the business aspect. But if you're a trainer that actually wants to help and improve someone's life, then it does make a difference because it's hard to integrate yeah. those ideas. I, th I think I think when, in my side, in my side, what I noticed as well when you said you've um, people look at don't look at themselves, they just want to like say look good. Um, and they don't eat the right foods, and they just want to—they're they're more pri kind of prioritising um, the kind of the look instead of the actual health. And people don't realise. I remember um, someone said, um, someone said um, to me before about um, the price of personal training and these kind of things. And people—it's very like very small amounts of money can be saved per week or per day. Mostly per week, mostly weekends here are the place where people spend most of their money. Um, you look at a, a, a pack of sessions, for example, in any gym over the Dubai, it's normally ranged between four and a half thousand, five thousand dirhams per pack. Uh, and people think, okay, well, that's a lot. But if you split that over a three month period or even a two and a half month period, it's, it's next to nothing. Not next to nothing, but not massive amounts. Um, and when you people spending 700 on the Western brunch, it's it just it's very hard to explain that to someone, but they said they want to they want to live their life, they want to enjoy themselves, and and I, I'm all for that. Um, but there's only I always think to myself, I always think there's only so much fun you can have at a brunch. Do you know what I mean? There's, I've from a personal experience, I've done so many things in my life. I'm only 27, but I've done so many things in my life already to the point where I um had all those experiences and I, can, I can't even think off the top of my head any more experiences that I could have going to the same brunch like okay yeah, you have fun you have a laugh but you're not having new experiences and that's where I think a lot of people go wrong and they, they keep searching for new experiences where they, they should be searching for new experiences on other subjects not going out on a night out because going on a night out there's only so much crazy shit you can do like in my opinion like I've done a lot of crazy shit so for me like I've kind of let, I'm I'm kind of I've maxed out in that kind of area. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I'll still go on a few nights out every so often, um, but at the same time, I'd have far more fun by doing another something else that's really cool. 
Um, if you know what I mean, I don't know what your take on that. And yeah, I feel like um, when it comes to people and like spending money on things that actually matter rather than uh, things that they're going to forget about the next day. Like like vanity, sorry, like vanity. Like people will say, like for me, vanity, like things, I know that sounds a bit, one of those things that are vanity is a bit cocky kind of looking, but at the end of the day, someone would rather look good like, I'd rather look loads fucking better and um, not drink and stuff like that. And I know everyone else would pick that, but normally because they're just got it's just like social pressure, they're just like, well, I could just stay in the house or I could just go and do something else, be really fit, look really good. At the end of the day, everybody would rather look good. If I could say to someone, you have to, if you just turned in 16 brunches and you could look like this and then go. And, and, and you did it, you would look like that, but a lot of people don't have the kind of mental capacity to be able to just take those 16 weeks off and just focus on their body. They need to, that's why I'm saying like focus on other other aspects. You know what I mean, people seem to forget they want to they wanna look good, so the first thing they end up doing is just eating uh, hardly anything most of the time. And so yeah, they, look, they feel like they're losing weight, they're losing body fat, but they're actually probably making themselves unhealthier because they're eating hardly anything during the week. They go out of the weekend, yeah. put all these toxins in their body, and because they haven't nourished themselves properly in the week, because they're thinking, "Oh, I need to lose yeah. weight," it has a much, a much has a much yeah. bigger effect at the at the weekends. So that person that you see that looks, oh, they're in they're in okay shape because they starve themselves all week and they spend a thousand dirhams on the weekend. You get them to try and run for fifteen minutes, and they're going to be fucked. Yeah, right? it's disease as well. If, like... if, exactly. Well, so if you went to someone, if someone came in and went to the doctor, and the doctor, like, I've been suffering from. Um, Oh, like I get getting like chest pains, like when I'm trying to walk, I'm getting like really bad pains, or someone that's really overweight, like getting pains in the knee, and the doctor's like, yeah, this is your problem, um, what what you've got isn't really covered on your health insurance, so you're going to have to pay for this medication, you're going to have to pay for that, yeah. you're going to have no hesitation in paying for that, because it's, it's for your body, but in actual fact, all of these problems can be rectified yeah. by having an active lifestyle, not being sedentary, yeah. but that's exactly the same thing, so if you're really willing to pay for medication, or willing to pay for even stuff that's going to harm your you body, you have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. Then why wouldn't you want to do something that's going to kill two birds and we're going to prevent? Yeah. You're going to re- prevent the onset of disease well, that, that, or any sort of illness, and you yeah. you'd, you wouldn't second guess it. Like exercise is a medication. That's yeah. what it's. That's, yeah. that's what it should be seen as. Yeah, it's, const- it's constant, and I think that's a lot. A lot I've said, I've said to people before is the fact is that you need to understand that. Like, see if you get that issue. Like, people don't realise until they get something like a disease, a cancer, or something. Then they shit themselves. Then they go, oh fuck, I need to fix this. I need to. I need to get uh, heal myself and then you've got a big issue that you need to heal why not stop being so ignorant to the fact is that you if you don't look after yourself and put like so much pressure on your heart even if you're sitting 10 kilos overweight and your perception of overweight might be oh i'm just a little bit high in body fat but that that is too much for your heart you put that over like a 10 year period that's so much pressure on your heart you're quite likely to get something like a cardiovascular disease or something even in your 50s or 60s and you're like and that's 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 really that's very young and especially with modern day like science and things you're going to be living that's half that's 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 midlife that's a midlife 50 years old whereas most people like back in the day 50 years old was the end of their life but People are living longer, and being fifty and ill is horrendous. People are living longer because they can't put on medication that's forcing them to live longer. Yeah, they're not. These people aren't necessarily living the best lifestyle. There's because well, I think there's two extremes. I think it's two extremes. You've got, got, got to be longer and live a lot, lot shorter. There's we so we. I used to work for a company in the UK, um, the biggest healthcare charity 
in the UK, one of the biggest in the world. And their main process, I was a physiologist for them, and our main goal was preventative healthcare. So I'd, get, I'd work alongside of a doctor, we'd do a range of tests, you know, ECGs, looking at their heart, blood testing, uh, urinary samples, stool samples, uh, body fat analysis, um, lung function, you name it. And we'd look at if they've got anything wrong with them. If they don't, uh, if they have they got potential for developing something, if they do, yeah. then me and that person would discuss the nutrition, exercise, regime, how they can prevent the onset of that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because this, this job, this was for people that basically this this healthcare assessment was a, a privilege from their employer. So mm. people were coming to this because it was free for them. Yeah. It wasn't because they they're paying for it. Get that we did have private clients, but mostly that 95% were corporate. And people would come in and it would be interesting because a lot of these people would be over the age of 35, 40 yeah. minimum. And you very rarely get someone that's young. Is it 35? That's still pretty, pretty young, man. It is, it, it is, but like when you get this shot, for example, I always remember... Are we clients most of them are like 30? Yeah, we had, we had a flag system. So basically, you get, uh, when you get your results, green is basically you're fine. Meter, amber is like, oh, we might need to start looking at this just for any of the test results. And red is like, you need to change something because you're going to die. Yeah. And so like, I always remember we always had the same uh, group of people. Say if I was in one of the corporate medical centers of the bank, uh, blood pressure was always really high because yeah. they're working themselves yeah. to death. Yeah. Uh, and that in turn was causing their, um, their cholesterol and cortisol to be very high as well. So, you know, impending, they, they're very at high risk of heart attack, etc. Um, and I remember like, whenever I had someone really fit, I had this girl um, and she was doing a spin class every other day, mm. uh, she was eating very well, and she had the best results I've ever seen, like her cholesterol split, like uh, her HDL, which um, people often label as a good cholesterol, and I just say, I'm not gonna get into that, there's no such thing as good and bad cholesterol, yeah. but um, her it's HDL, it, yeah. huh? it's just done engage, everyone's got uh, cholesterol. Cholesterol done. is, people often go there's good and there's bad cholesterol, you've got HDL and you've got LDL, yeah. cholesterol is cholesterol, the HDL isn't a type of cholesterol, the LDL is not a type of cholesterol, yeah. these, are carrier proteins which transport the cholesterol through the body. Yeah. So imagine you've got cholesterol and then you've got two different types of cars. Yeah. Okay, HDL is one car, LDL is another car. Yeah. They're called lipoproteins. And basically, if in a nutshell, um, LDL, which is what people often label as bad, yeah. is if you get any sort of lesion or damage to your artery, yeah. um, LDL transports cholesterol to the site to repair it. So everyone knows that cholesterol is, it repairs uh, yeah. cell membranes and it repairs. That's why we produce it. We're not going to produce something in our body that's going to be bad for us. Yeah. Um, but what the body tends to do is... So just to notice if people don't get that, to summarise that, basically cholesterol is a good thing to have. Cholesterol is a good thing to have, but what happens is... the reason that marketing over the years have been told you that cholesterol is yeah, bad. But the, 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 this, is a, this is the thing, right? The body is known to over-react to things, right? Yeah. So uh, LDL, it has to be sticky. And the reason it has to be sticky is because it has to kind of glue itself to that lesion or damage in order for the repair work to happen. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to get swept off in the bloodstream. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, once the healing's done, yeah. the body sends the good cholesterol, as people call it, HDL, yeah. to come and remove it, like to break it up apart yeah. and then remove it from the bloodstream. Yeah. Now, if you're someone that is constantly causing damage to your blood vessels, cells yeah. and arteries, let's say it's from smoking, yeah. it could be from excessive alcohol, yeah. you're going to keep causing more damage, what's, what's, so, yeah. so your body is going to start producing more yeah. and more and more LDL. Right, yeah, yeah. and that is going to build up within the arteries. So yeah. all of a sudden, so I've got high cholesterol. That's really bad. It's blocking the arteries. Like, no, 
It's because the damage you're doing to the body is causing yeah, the body yeah. to keep producing more to keep trying to heal yeah. all the damage yeah. you're causing. Like, for example, um, very high amounts of sugar in the blood, it's been known that sugar will um, kind of almost coat your blood cells. Mm. And you, those lovely soft blood cells are now almost like little boiled sugar. Yeah, this is one aspect. But like, so you see, for example, you go back and what you said on alcohol. So you could be really, really fit looking and drink too much alcohol. Still be well, what's, al what's alcohol? Gets, what does it get metabolized in the blood as? It gets turned into sugar. Okay. So alcohol is metabolized into sugar. Yeah. Okay? So, so around, it's around sugar that's doing the problem. So, so as a, as a, as a kind of together. Sugar's not. I'm not going to advocate like sugar's a like the like. It's not the sugar's not bad for you. It's not like it's, it's, it's over. It's an overconsumption of anything that can be bad for you. But like. That like, is, I'm looking at someone who looks good, right? So everyone's always like, well, I look good, so I'm fine. That's what I'm so, like, would that make a difference if someone said, oh, they look good? No, no. But that, they still have high cholesterol. We, we, we always say, um, I always said enough of it, it's better to be fit, cardiovascularly fit and overweight than it is to be. So you're saying it's better to be slightly overweight and really fit than being, like, shredded and, and not like, have no not cardiovascular health. Unhealthy. Of course, yeah, because your cardiovascular health has a massive role in. Uh, being very fit will help your, your circulation, it, it helps your insulin response, yeah. so it helps take sugar in and out of the blood much more efficiently. Yeah. It helps your body, uh, cardiovascular exercise improves your HDL content, so no matter if you're like, let's say you're really cardiovascularly fit and you're eating like crap, but because you're so fit, you can easily manage the sugar in the bloodstream a lot quicker mm -hmm. and you have, you're producing more, your liver is producing more HDL yeah. carrier proteins to help remove build up some cholesterol. Yeah. You're just, you're just a fitter, you're, 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 you're a machine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like having like, you can have the biggest truck in the world and it's got a really sick engine. That yeah. truck's going to run forever. It doesn't yeah. matter the weight of the truck. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it does. Or you have definitely. a tiny car with a fucking shit engine. That yeah. thing's going to break down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, like, definitely, it's, definitely. it's like the, the people, you might don't look at someone and be like, oh, they look really, like, you know, they look like they're in good shape. They must be yeah. all right. That's the thing. People would rather... Diet, like, I think the majority of people would rather like hardly eat anything and not do any cardiovascular yeah. exercise to look good rather than train their balls yeah. off. Yeah. And like if you if you could if you could say to someone who's say listening and thinking, like from your shoes and your experience in terms of like fixing or having making it as sustainable as possible. Because I'm trying to make things as for people for health wise to make it as realistic and sustainable as you possibly can what would you recommend on a, on, a, on a kind of ratio basis to have it as realistic like I have my own ratio like I think people and personally for um, a minute yeah. Yeah, personally for me um, the best ratio for me is, is having that understanding of when to have a good time and then not to drink. I think drinking is the biggest issue that people have, especially in modern day. They, 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 they consume a lot of alcohol. Like, so for example, just a quick one, some people say, oh, I have one glass of wine, I'm just going out with their friends and they'll have a glass of wine. And I don't see the social aspect of that. I don't see that having one glass of wine is going to be beneficial to the social aspect because it doesn't make you any more like enjoyable because whereas as, as for me like if I'm going to go I, I'm just being straight honest with you I'm more of a kind of binge drinker like yeah. I'll just drink once every two months I'll have an amazing night a big blowout and I'll have an experience behind that, that blowout whereas that, that's I don't feel my body has such a, a, a bad effect yeah. whereas a lot of people just go to the pub they'll have a pint or they'll have a as a woman they'll have a glass of wine at their friend's house and it's a consistent amount of alcohol going through the bloodstream yeah. for me so that's, that's why I think that's so more 
it's so it has a, such a big hard uh, effect on the body when you have a constant stream of alcohol consistently. Like I feel, I see people in the street and or just in general, and I see them. They look older yeah. and stuff like that because their bodies just getting mauled all the time. I think. I, mean? I think like you got to remember like as as personal trainers, your clients never tell the truth. No offense, but like they they're not having one glass of wine. Yeah. And, and, I'd, I'd say, and this is a lot of research back behind it, two glasses of red wine a week. Mm. is actually beneficial for the body in yeah. terms of the antioxidants and whatever. You see the cortisol to relax it. Yeah, it's like, and, 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 no, it's been shown to like, it's been shown to, to be, uh, it's not, not damaging. A couple of glasses of wine for the body, uh, red wine, not white wine, yeah. to the body is, is, is okay, it's fine. But no one goes around for one beer or two, or two beers. It's always like at least four or five drinks a, a And night. that's happening probably once in the week and then once on a Friday and maybe on a glass of wine on a Saturday. It's like three times a week. Especially here in Dubai, there's events yeah. on, now there's an event on a Monday where to go on a Monday? Oh, this is doing an event Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday. Yeah. Every night there's an yeah. event. Like, you know, so you got to remember as well, it's not just about um, the alcohol itself. Like, it's so calorie dense. Yeah. Like, even one shot of vodka is going to have 100, 150 calories. Yeah. Uh, beers going to have a pint of beers, two to 250 calories. You know, so you have, you have four beers. Yeah. You're a thousand calories surplus because there's no way you've not been like preparing yourself the whole day. I'm going to have food today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're dehydrating yourself. You're alcohol is a diuretic so it's going to force out micronutrients vitamins and minerals and that's why I feel so bad the next yeah. day because you need to basically yeah. refuel your body not just with water but yeah. everything all yeah. the nutrients um, but it's like a lifestyle where when I get clients I kind of try and get them to start off with like an 80-20 yeah. so that like 80% I want you to be 80% of your calories just or start as a basic I, I, start. start I want you to just be eating clean 20% Work it out, you know. Yeah, have, yeah, work yeah. out, work it out. Have like mm-hmm. if you're at twenty percent, you're yeah. bad. And then as they get used to the, the process and the lifestyle, ninety ten or something yeah. like that. I, I agree. Like that. I think with a lot of people as well. Just one one tip on that. What he just said was doing the as much as you can from Sunday onwards. And like if you constantly from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you keep going and, and you try and do it every day, on like a Wednesday you might slip up and that's fine. But if you aim to do it every day and you have a few slip ups, instead of doing it, okay, so Sunday I'm going to be good, Monday I'm going to be bad, and then you might slip up on Wednesday, Thursday and slip up on Saturday. So they end up doing like a 60-40 split. Um, yeah. But just to um, so sum this up, Ashley Collins, what would you say to someone um, as a, just a beginner? Um, in terms of coming, um, well not even a beginner, just someone to make it sustainable as possible. You say eighty to an eighty twenty split. I'd say when, when first you get the mindset that, yeah, the reason you're training and you're, and you're starting your training at another level, or like it is another level because no one trains hard enough um, or, yeah. or other intensity. So once you up your training, if you're retaining ready or you're starting your training, get the intensity correct. Sort your nutrition out. I remember this is just as much about improving your longevity and preventing the onset of lifestyle related disease, diabetes, cardiovascular disease. More. You enjoy your life more, you have a better quality of life, and it is about looking shredded on the beach. It's, it's, yeah. there's, two, there's two aspects of it. Um, <laughs> and, then, it. and then remember, um, in terms of like once you get a kind of grip on your nutrition, anything you do, if you're having a bad, if you're not eating well to begin with, if you just start five, six times a week, you're going to see a difference, and the majority of the time, without even counting calories are getting into that complicated thing you're going to be in a deficit because you as long as you switch i always say to clients don't count calories switch to whole foods one ingredient yeah. foods as soon as they do that you know they end up eating less calories yeah. like lower your fats a little it's bit fats are fine from natural sources but remember this there's nine calories per gram of fat and there's four calories per gram of carbohydrate four yeah. calories per gram of protein so the minute you start lowering your fat intake a little bit more yeah. you end up lowering your calories because there's 
more than double the amount of calories yeah. in a gram of so fat. People are scared of carbs, and they should be more. Yeah, like I'm not scared, but like going over. Yeah. And then the other thing I'd say is, remember, just try when you do have like your off days, keep the balance. Mm-hmm. I always look at things from a weekly perspective. Like if I'm on a certain amount of calories in a week, oh, you get you get to you get to Friday and you've got like you you add up all your kind of deficit for the like the week, and you're oh, I've like been in a deficit of about two thousand calories in a week. Yeah. And then you consume three thousand at the weekend. You're yeah. back in surplus, it's, it's, it's me, yeah, and you've exactly. actually you've actually ruined that whole yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. people end up having like they cheat it's the oil cheap. and stuff. And the, the well, it's, it's not something about the food, but people end up having a cheap day, not yeah. cheap meal. Yeah, feels, yeah, feels you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but um, yeah, I think the most important thing is you need to motivate yourself, not just how you're looking in the mirror, how you're looking inside. Yeah. The fat underneath your skin, like, like directly underneath your skin, that fat, that subcutaneous fat, is not a it's not a threat to lifestyle, to your health. It's a fat that's packed between the organs yeah. you can't see. Yeah. In, in, in that's what's going to cause damage and start life. And that's what you can't really see. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be like, that's what I'm saying. That, that, skinny per, fat, that person, skinny that skinny fat, fat person that you think yeah. is in shape, the exercise, first of all, like diet and stuff, the body's, subcutaneous fat is extra fat. That makes sense. It's, it's, it's stored energy where the body doesn't want it. So the body's like, oh, I'll store that for later. Okay. The visceral fat, is the fat that builds up in the organs. That's going to be the last to start going. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you have, like, any fat around your body, like, you need to concentrate on the fat underneath. Yeah. You need to get yourself in... And that, that fat is going to disappear, not from diet. Mm. Like, it obviously, it's going to disappear if you eat a very healthy diet, but you need to be fit. Yeah. You, need to be incre- you need to be increasing uh, the longevity of your engine, your cardiovascular mm. system, and that's going to give you all the health benefits you need. Like, like I think the first thing you... The, 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 Biggest thing you need to concentrate on is improving your fitness before you do your diet. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. because people just concentrate on their diet so much, they, their fitness takes back. So yeah, yeah. I think that's what I think. Yeah. And like you look at recommendations, people should be doing about, if you're doing HIIT training, it should be five times a week, yeah. 20 minutes of HIIT, yeah. five times a week minimum. It's 20 minutes, and when we say HIIT, it's balls to the walls. So you yeah. should be really killing yourself. Yeah, 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 if you don't like doing HIIT training, you need to be doing like, like, like an hour of steady yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least, like, cycle as well. I wouldn't even say a walk. I'd say just get your heart rate up, like, to a bit out of breath and start improving yeah. your fitness. It might be going for a run, like, get, like, a, a distance and then look how, how long you did that and just keep striving to yeah. improve that time. Yeah. Like, 20 to 30 minutes and up to an hour, whatever you want to do. But improve your fitness and work out a way. Enter yourself for races yeah. or whatever you want to do to gauge yeah, if you're getting fitter. Yeah. Focus on your fitness, and then what's going to happen is you're not going to want to cheat on your diet once yeah. you start becoming fitter because yeah. it's going to be like, oh, well, I'm seeing all the changes. Yeah. You don't even have to change your diet to begin with. Like, I, I personally think if you want to, like, don't, if you're feeling like you're getting too, like, scared about changing everything, start improving your exercise first because you're going to get in a deficit from your, now you've gone from nothing to something. Yeah. You want to start losing body fat, and then once you get used to that, then start changing to whole foods. Oh, yes. Once you've got like one food ingredients, you know, your potatoes, rice, your carbohydrate sources, oats, whatever, uh, lean meats of protein, like a lot of vegetables, like then once you've got your hand on that, then if you want to start cal- counting calories and getting, your, uh, getting a grip on that, then you can do that. But exercise first, switching your diet to whole foods, and then you'll find, we, we survive for a long time without my fitness pal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, awesome yeah. No, cheers thanks very much uh, um, I hope that made it a lot easier for you guys um, it's about obviously it's a 24 minute listen um, so I really hope you got a lot out of that and um, and I'll get, come in with another one um, throughout this week so thanks very much mate cheers no worries